You ready for the Word? I love to preach. I love what God's Word does in open-hearted, receptive people. Boom, something changes. And uh, I started two weeks ago a series that God put on my heart. I've been praying for breakthrough and uh, God gave me a promise. You'll see breakthrough before Christmas 2021. And so I began to declare it. And all of a sudden things began to unlock. Uh, I won't go into all the things that happened, but one after the other, we saw breakthrough and provision and blessing and amazing miracles happen. And, And then I said, God, thank you for all that. That's wonderful. And God said, no, no. That's to be your God word for 2022 for the church. Breakthrough in 2022. Breakthrough, I prophesy it over you today. Breakthrough in 2022. This has nothing to do with mandates from a government. This is a decree from the Most High God, from His throne. And I declare the decree. It's unchangeable, unstoppable, irresistible, irrepressible. The decree from the Most High God. You will see breakthrough and turnaround in 2022 in a way that staggers both the believer and the unbeliever. How could that have happened? The turnaround, the breakthrough in Jesus' Name. And so I'm continuing for the next few weeks on the Word that God's put in my heart as He's He's been teaching me to study again breakthrough, understand how breakthrough happens in our lives. And so today I want to talk on Where are the giant slayers? Where are the giant slayers? We have to become giant slayers in difficult days. And so I want to give you a theology, well, whether it's that or not, but uh, for me, an understanding of giants. You can't slay what you don't know. You can't slay what you don't understand. And so... Let me give you some key points on giants that'll help you realize how incredibly important these days we're in right now. Number one, giants are not normal enemies. Giants, the the Anakim, the family of giants in the Bible, uh, both before the flood and after the flood, Noah's flood, come from the fallen angels who then mated with created women and produced this Nephilim, this race of superhuman people, giants in the land. And they were half man and half devil. And when a giant appears, you've got to understand this is not a normal fight. It's not natural. This is a spiritual season where the church has to arise in its spiritual weaponry and might and overcome these brutes in the name of Jesus. It's not enough to simply say, well, we're just going back to normal. We're going to try and sing our little songs and have our happy clappy, uh, whatever. No, this is a very, very important season on planet Earth for the church. And if we dare to arise, we can overcome the giant half man, half devil that's emerging on planet Earth. So giants are not business as usual. Let's go back to normal. 
It is a season of spiritual significance. Secondly, giants are generational. It seems like every generation has to overcome its giant and bring it to naught to pass on the blessing of the inheritance of the righteous to their children. We've had the abortion giant. We lost that one. We've had the gay agenda giant. We lost that one. We've had the anti-freedom of speech giant. We're lost and losing that one. We've had the overreach of governmental control and their mandates that make no sense. We're losing that one. Every generation has a giant that it has to overcome and God help us. When you lose one fight with a giant, next, the next brother steps up. The next brother steps up. And before you know it, we are losing the basic things of humanity, Christian faith, religious freedom, whatever it might be, until the giants declare the battle has been won. It's like some time ago, the band Queen sang that song, We Are The Champions. And nobody even blinked an eyelid. This generation will be held accountable for the giant we now face. You can't have church as usual when a giant steps up. It's a season of spiritual significance and you have to make a choice to either be a giant slayer or roll over, play dead little sheep. And that's not good enough. Third thing about giants, they come in family clusters. David went to the brook and found five smooth stones. And there's a whole lot of reasons people say, you know, if he missed with the first stone, he could have another go. I I dare to believe that he knew that Goliath had four brothers. There were five giants. And he knew that he needed, if he took the first one down, the other four may well present and he was ready for the whole five. And I love that spirit. I'm a giant slayer, David said. And he dared to believe that even if the whole tribe came, he would be ready in the name of the Lord Most High to deal with them. And so the truth is this, If you don't deal with the giant in your generation, the rest of his family will be even more empowered to step up and take away more of your freedoms and faith, etc. And that's why this is an important time for the church right now. Defeat your giant and his family gets weaker and uh, think twice about coming. Another point about giants is giants are released They don't just pop up any time. Giants are released when the church loses its passion and purpose and the fire of God becomes the smoke of programs and procedures. The church loses its passion, its signs and wonders and its miracles. And all of a sudden, a giant appears because he knows the church is in a weakened state. Listen to me in these days. Don't be impressed by the fancy 
parades and performances of the Soul Church. Saul's had his day, he's missed his opportunity, and now a giant is there, and we need to sound the alarm so giant slayers begin to step up in the name of Jesus. And here's another thing, you can't learn breakthrough in a procedural management slick program church. You can't learn breakthrough. There's no spirit of breakthrough there. And so the thing about Saul, it was all about looking good. He took the, the perfect and the gifted and he, he put everything in right order. He knew how to have a slick segue from one performance to the next. It was down to the, the second. Everything was smooth and programmed. Whereas David was the presence. He just loved the presence of God. And in the presence of God is where he found the stones to break through. Make a choice. These are important days. Make a choice to get into a church where the anointing and the power of God flows freely. And people are energised to dare to believe I can be a giant slayer in this season in the name of Jesus. You've got to learn faith and breakthrough. Programs, procedures are good when the days are good, but they don't work when the giants begin to arise. Next thing about giants. Giants are prepared for war from their youth. They're actually in training the whole of their life for the right moment to overcome the church. Listen to 1 Samuel 17 verse 33. And Saul said to David, you're not able to go up against this Philistine to fight with him. You can't do it. For you're a youth and he is a man of war from his youth. You can't do it because he's been prepared and he's got special power and he's massive. You're just a young, you know, whatever. And here is, this is very important. The response of David was, yeah, but God's prepared me for this hour. I'm prepared. Here's the thing you have to realise when giant seasons come, a new generation has been prepared for such a time as this. They may be unqualified or even disqualified for stuff, but they are not unprepared. There's a prepared giant slayer clan emerging in the, the church of Saul, coming into focus for such a time as this. And you'll be amazed who God uses in such seasons where program church doesn't work anymore. Next one. I love this one. Giants come in all different sizes. Here's, here's David, 1 Samuel 17, 34. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it. I didn't run back and hide. And I struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard. Not by its tail, but by its beard. All authorities in the head. And struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. This is a kid talking to a gutless king. 
Your servant has killed both a lion and a bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. And here's why. Seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, He will deliver me from this Philistine. You have to understand the devil comes to do three things, steal, kill and destroy. John 10, 10, steal, kill and destroy. He wants to steal your father's inheritance from you. He wants to kill you and your faith and he wants to destroy the kingdom of God that you represent. And so you've got to learn to defeat your present giant and get ready for your bigger giant. I tell you today, this is time to grow up and get a bit of grunt about you. It's not time because there's a wet mouse in your bathroom to roll over and play dead. No, defeat it. If you can't defeat a wet mouse, how are you going to overcome a mangy cat? And if you can't overcome a mangy cat, how are you going to overcome a barking dog? If you can't overcome a barking dog, how are you going to? And so it goes on. Whatever the giant is that you're facing now, learn to overcome it in Jesus' name. Stand up. Overcome your giant. Become a giant slayer. You'll go from lion to bear to Goliath. I love this. This is not a time to hide in some little cave somewhere and bleat like a little sheep stuck in a bush. It's a time to get a a roar about you. We can overcome. This is our season. This is not the end of the road. This is simply for us to overcome in Jesus' Name. Here's another thing about giants. You need to understand. Giants are the doorway to promotion and influence. Your promotion begins when you break through and slay your giant. You slay a lion and you think, man, God's with me. And next thing he sends a bear. Then slay your bear. Now, God, I'm on top of the world. Then he sends you down to Goliath where the whole army of Israel is scared spitless. And uh, God says, okay, take this one on as well. You got to understand your giant is your doorway to promotion. Stop bleeding about, no, it's not fair. Nobody cares about me. Overcome your giant. You'll find it's a doorway to promotion in Jesus' Name. This is, this is a good day for you to step up and dare to believe. Now, let me do these four things today because they're very important to me. Giant slayers, you and I called of God to overcome our giants. Giant slayers don't spend their time describing the might, the magnitude and the magnificence of Goliath. His spear was, you know, like a telegraph pole. His, and, and it's all you hear people talking about. COVID this, COVID that. And they're describing a giant before us. But giant slayers don't look at the giant. They look to the God they serve and they ask four questions. Here's the first one. 
and I want you to get this. I want you to hear me clearly. I want to stir everything that's in you that you call faith. The first question that David asked when confronted by all this nonsense, he said, is there not a cause? Oh, I don't hear that from too many leaders in the church right now. Is there not a cause? A passion to see God's kingdom prevail over the works of the enemy. And uh, the cause is simply this, and David said it so clearly, his cause was, you have defied the armies of the living God. Who do you think you are? Enough is enough. You have defied the church of Jesus. How have they done that? Listen, they have decreed and replaced our God of miracles with the God of science. Trust, believe the science. Trust the scientists, the chief health officers. Replace your God of miracles with the God of science. Who do you think you are? Defying the armies of the living God. Secondly, now you're getting me stirred. Secondly, they declared the church non-essential and irrelevant. A brothel in Australia is essential. A sporting match is essential, but the church is non-essential. You don't matter. Who do you think you are? Declaring that the armies of the living God have to roll over and play dead. We don't matter, we don't count. Well, you've stirred the wrong people. We're giant slayers. We won't put up with that. They went on. Why, how did they defy the armies of the living God? They silenced the church. Oh, you can sing at the football. You can shout in a crowd, but you can't sing in church. They silenced the voice of the church. You can't stand up and declare your faith. They'll, they'll censor you and take you off and deal with that. No, no. Wait to hear the roar of God's people as a generation of giant killers start to arise and shout louder than the roar of the giant and over and shout louder than the whimpering, snivelling of Saul's army back in their tents. The sound of a lion in the church. The Bible says, a lion has roared. Who shall but fear? They've prophesied. Who can deny it? They've silenced and then they just go from strength to strength with their mandates. This giant that's oppressing our people. And the fourth thing they do, they have replaced the gospel of the church. The gospel is whosoever will may come. They've replaced the gospel with a mandate you can only attend church if you're vaccinated and have a medical ID. I'm amazed. I'm amazed. I'm mortified. When will you, when will you stop saying it, oh, that's just conspiracy theory? And when will you start to see that everything that was a conspiracy six months ago is now starting to happen and has happened? 
We need a giant slayer generation to stand up in the name of Jesus and overcome the spiritual work of darkness. That's the first question. Is there not a cause? Second one, is there not a champion? I'm challenging every person listening to this. Make up your mind whether you wanna be a champion of righteousness, of peace, of joy, of the power of the Holy Ghost and dare to believe that we can change. There'll be a breakthrough and a turnaround in Jesus' Name if we do it God's way together. I wanna be one of those champions. Third question, is there not a battle cry, a war cry? David said, I'll tell you what I'm gonna shout as I run toward this giant. I'm gonna say, I come to you in the name of the Lord Most High, the Lord God Almighty, whom you have defied, and I will take your head off. The birds of the air will feed on the bodies of your brethren, and I will display your head triumphantly, for you have defied the living God. Something's going down in history. We need some giant slayers together. Is there not a war cry? The profession of our faith in the Name of Jesus, in the Name of Jesus, in the Name. And then the fourth question, and I love this one. David's not stupid. He said, is there not a reward? What happens to the man that defeats this giant? And he was promised that the, the king's daughter and his family wouldn't pay taxes. And so he said, oh, one out of two is pretty good. No, he didn't. He said, that that's a prize. I, I'm ready for it. Listen, if you'll fight for your faith in such times as this, there will be a prize to, to pass on to your children's generation. They'll thank you for it in Jesus' Name. Now, let me bring this into focus. So far, I've just stirred you up. Now you need to know how to bring this to pass. David knew the power of the double whammy breakthrough. You must get this. This is what God taught me when He said, go study breakthrough. You have to understand breakthrough is a double whammy process, event. And David did two things, double whammy. Firstly, he pulled Goliath down spiritually. Secondly, he cut off his head, defeated him, and made an open show of him publicly, just like Jesus did to the devil, defeated him spiritually, then to all creation made an open show of him publicly. David took the stone of declaration, the prophetic word, and he pointed it at the enemy and it brought Goliath down to size. Then secondly, he took the sword of demonstration and cut off his head and displayed it publicly. First, pull down the Goliath spirit with the name of the Lord and the word of your testimony. Spiritual warfare. I'm amazed at the church. It's like they're asleep. Oh, well, you know, we'll just do, we'll just hope for the best. Come out the other side and it'll be a lukewarm church as normal. No, no, this is a season. Where are the great spiritual rallies? The awakening of the church to take a stand in the Spirit 
and declare the name of the Lord and praise His name and pull down stronghold and bring the Goliath down to, down to size. Truth is, most of the leaders of our churches are silent. At best, they're saying, go get jabbed. We want to do church as normal. And I'm not for or against the vaccination. This is bigger than a simple vax. And I, I, I just think we should be having prayer, rallies, praise, worship, declaration, pulling down strongholds in every city, in every town. This can be overcome. Where are the prayer rallies? Secondly, he pulled Goliath's spirit down, brought it down to size. Secondly, he went and he cut off the enemy's head by using Goliath's own sword and displayed his defeat openly. Truth is this, if we will pull down the stronghold, the Goliaths, if we'll pull them down spiritually, we can then beat them at their own game. So how do we beat a Goliath? You defeat him in the spirit. Whatever Goliath that may be in your life, you defeat them in the spirit and then you cut their head off with their own sword. I tell you how we cut the head off uh, of a government. You, you heads will roll at the next, next election where there hasn't been people that have honoured the church as essential, that haven't, uh, it, whatever, that'll happen there. But if you, if you go after that before pulling down the power of a Goliath, all you're doing with your little toy sword is, is trimming his toenails and poking the bear. Pull the spirit down first. And then God will allow you to cut the head off. So you gotta pull them down first. And they can only fall before giant slayers. Here's another thing. Because giants are spiritual, spiritually empowered systems, governments, organisations, people, you cannot defeat them naturally. So remember this point. Giants only fall at the feet of Jesus. Boom. The name of Jesus, the Word of the Lord, and they come down. They don't fall at your feet. It's not a, a government that falls and another government comes in. No. This is a spiritual giant, falls at the feet of a praying church in Jesus' Name. Then you can cut off head, change, rearrange in the natural and see the victory. This is our moment. This is our moment. This is our moment, I'm calling you. This is not your moment to sit at home sipping wine and watching some soap on TV. This is our moment for spiritual warfare to arise as a giant slayer. You gotta get into the river of God's anointing. You gotta find a smooth stone of promise, your authority. You gotta shout that word to the enemy in the Name of Jesus. Then you let the Holy Spirit aim the Word to where it needs to hit. You just declare it, let the Holy Spirit aim it. It'll find the weakness, it'll find the place that, to bring the enemy down. 
And, and then listen for the boom. Funny thing is, the devil hears the boom first. Boom! What was that that ended my head? The devil hears the boom before you do and he knows he's defeated and then you hear it, boom! He hits the ground at the feet of Jesus and you hear the boom and God says, now go and finish the job and declare it done. Now use his sword to cut off his head and shout the victory. Think about this and I'm finished. After the battle, spiritual first, natural second, double whammy breakthrough. After the battle, Goliath's head was on on public display. The whole of Israel, all the Philistine nations knew that there had been a turnaround defeat and God's people had seen the victory. So Goliath's head was in public view, but Goliath's armour was under David's bed. He took it into his tent and put it under his bed. I wonder why. For me, I think it's so that he could declare, I'm a giant slayer. One of the Psalms that I love, Psalm 4 verse 8, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. For you, O Lord, only cause me to dwell in safety. I've got the giant's armour under my bed. If we don't defeat this, this Goliath, there'll be more brothers. There'll be others coming. I want to be like a David that's got the giant's armour and sword under my bed. I will both lay me down in peace. My kids will be raised in the blessing of God because we dared in our generation to be giant slayers. I'm challenging every one of you, wherever you are, it's time to rise up in the Name of Jesus. Come on, let me pray for you today. Father, these are incredible days, but You know all about them. You're on top of them. You're in Your church. You're doing something amazing. But it's time for the giant slayers to be brought into the arena. I pray even today, people's hearts will be stirring, pumping. I don't want to play prissy games. I want to be one of the giant slayers a generation that dare to believe we can win this battle. Raise them up, Lord Jesus. Young or old, doesn't matter. Raise them up with a spirit of faith and boldness to take on in spiritual might and power the work of the enemy and bring them down at the feet of Jesus. Everybody said, I can feel the strength of the Holy Spirit, the resolve of godly people today. In Jesus' Name. Hey, listen, if you're not right with God, get right. These are, these are two important days to play around with your eternal destiny. Get right with God. Say yes to Jesus. You died for my sin. I need your forgiveness and cleansing. Wash me, forgive me, cleanse me, fill me with your Holy Spirit. I don't wanna play church. I wanna be a godly person in such important days in Jesus' Name. Amen. Whoa, that was a a day in church. Hey, listen, love you. I pray the Holy Spirit stir you greatly. Till we meet again, the Lord reigns. 
in Jesus' name. Amen.